the diamond, I realized the diamond. that I have to be The Empathy Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. Here we have some booty slippers that are very, very fluffy with a sole that is made of rubber with loads of stars and lines on them. They look very, very comfortable. The inside is also very fluffy and they are size six and they look very nice. These shoes belong to Kate Harding and this is her story. Come on, Mum. Come on. Yes, it is a bit wet. Come on, down you go. Good boy. My name's Kate Harding and I'm a hospice doctor here and I also do some GP in A&E shifts too. I'm walking on the Bromyard Downs at the moment in a light rain and I'm accompanied by my lovely little cavalier, Mo. He's uh, looking more and more rat-like as our walk progresses and <laughs> it gets sopping wet. I recently moved back to the UK after 20 months living in New Zealand, in Northland, where my husband died. And in the aftermath of his death, my teenage children and I decided that the best thing was to come back to um, pick up the threads of our old life here. Richard and I met in Brisbane um, back in, I think it would have been 1995, when we were both uh, working there as junior doctors. And um, what drew me to Richard was his energy. He was a very, very sort of vivid presence, a very... Um, a very driven person, but but also funny and kind, and um, liked an adventure, liked to travel, which I did too. And he was a very very good doctor. You know, he's just one of these people who was born to be a doctor. He was an anaesthetist and an intensive care consultant. Mo, come on, come on, good boy. We always had a bit of a hankering to go back down under. And that went on for years, just in the background, because intensive care medicine was virtually impossible for Brits to get back into in uh, recent years in, in Australia. But then a job did come up in, come up in New Zealand, um, in Whangarei. And, um, yeah, we went for it. Richard got the job. We started getting organised and excited. And, and then just as we'd packed up our house, sold it, put our possessions into storage, awaiting the container to spirit them down under. Uh, Richard got a complaint. He, he had his first complaint ever made against him. And that just threw a grenade into our, into our family life. We had to put all our plans on hold. We had to find a holiday cottage, or indeed several, um, to live in for a few months. We had to um, put the kids back into school. Richard and I had to claw the jobs back that we'd resigned from. And uh, you know, it was obviously an enormously stressful time. Um, that, that process, by GMC standards, took only five months, which is not that long when you consider that often doctors are under the shadow of this process for 18 months, two years longer. But of course, for us, it was a, you know, an eternity, just living um, under that shadow and not knowing when we would be able to leave the country. The reason we couldn't go to New Zealand is that you have to have a certificate of good standing, so-called, 
from the GMC before you can work in another country. Having said that, we were free to, to leave to go and live in New Zealand um, on my visa, which is what we did. So I got a job as a GP in Whangarei and that allowed us to get on with it. A few weeks or even maybe just two or three weeks after we moved to New Zealand, Richard's complaint was thrown out and he was completely exonerated. He was then able to get on with his paperwork to be registered with the Medical Council of New Zealand and he was able to start his job there at the hospital in Whangarei, where they welcomed him with open arms, having been very supportive throughout the process. But that complaint undoubtedly robbed robbed Richard of his confidence, his clinical confidence. And it had long-standing implications for his mental health. He developed a clinical depression. So he ended up on medication. Fortunately, that kicked in almost overnight at about the five-week mark. And he then did really well. He loved New Zealand. Fast-forwarding by about a year, Richard's depression, unfortunately, began to recur. Um, The main reason... I think, was insomnia and fatigue, which became a massive part of Richard's life in the the final um, months of our stay in New Zealand. What happened was Richard, as an anaesthetist, had access to lethal drugs and he had a really impulsive streak um, to his personality. And one Sunday, which had been a particularly grey and cabin-fevered sort of day... Actually, it was a Monday. It was a bank holiday Monday. So it had been three days at home, which probably did him no favours. He might have been better off at work. Um, He said to us several times how awful he felt. And he said uh, to us a couple of times, I'm absolutely done. I'm just done with all of this. Anyway, that afternoon, my daughter, who was also having a bad day, um, in terms of feeling low and feeling fed up, Insisted, she insisted that I take her, for, take her into town with her friend to do a dog walk around the marina, which, you know, obviously I thought was quite a wholesome and good thing for her to do. She'd been at home all day as well that day. I checked with Richard and he undenied over whether to come with us, but he opted to stay at home with Jake, my son. And um, he probably had about an hour, an hour and 20 minutes on his own. Although he wasn't on his own, of course, my son was at home too. But um, he obviously must have stashed the medications in a cupboard a few days earlier, some weeks earlier, I'm not sure. And he locked himself in our guest room, which was exterior to the house. It was like a little studio. And injected himself with powerful anaesthetic agents. And I assume very quickly um, that they did their work. I must have got back about half an hour after that met by Jake who couldn't find Richard and we just I think all of us just had this sense of dread and um, of foreboding and we ran around the house shouting for him and then came to the guest studio door it was locked and I didn't have the presence of mind to say to Jake don't come in with me so Jake and I went in together and found Richard and of course he was absolutely beyond and he was suscitation efforts. He was, he was sitting on the floor with his chin slumped onto his chest. He actually looked very peaceful and he was absolutely dead. It was as simple as that. I then laid Richard out on the floor, put a pillow under his head 
and put a duvet over him. And um, we got the children to Richard's um, to, to, say, to say goodbye to Richard. And we all um, we all held his hand and gave him a kiss. And actually, he looked very peaceful. He looked he had the duvet up to his chin, and he just looked asleep. And actually, that's the last time we saw him because, as I knew would happen, he had to go to Auckland for a post-mortem. And, um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't see him again. It feels to me like there's an increasing awareness of the pressure that doctors are under and also their mental health issues, and I'm really relieved about that. And it's a part of the reason that I do talk about Richard's story. At Richard's Memorial, we... Um, shows uh, as a charity to support through donations the doctor support network which does great work with um doctors who are struggling for any reason from um illness and mental health issues the last six months of my life have been the most challenging i've ever had to live through i feel like the children and i are adjusting we're adjusting to our life without richard but, you know, it remains so hard every day to wake up and remember all over again that he's still dead. The complaint was a huge part of what led to his death. But it wasn't the only, it wasn't the only life event. Of course it wasn't. Having said that, I now question whether I can stay in medicine for the rest of my career, given my own fear of a complaint and given what happened to Richard. Kate's story was produced by Karen Greger. Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's A Mile In My Shoes exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we are going next.